Jake, do you want the long intro or the short one? What do you want? Oh, for the music? Yeah, for the music. Give There's me the long. Show. Okay. A little bit more car. Ready? Yeah. Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. Yes, you are. Man, this is this is gonna be a fun episode. I I'm I'm excited about this. We have a lot of different things going on. We're gonna show you guys some things. We're gonna talk about the building the Overcrest free ride car with Lightbow. We're gonna introduce you and talk about the winners a little bit and give yep. you their story yep. so you can understand why we chose them to be the ones to come on the Overcrest free ride i think it's important that you guys hear it um yeah i'm, I'm a little bit about, about the origin of this entire concept of a scholarship program on the rally too right yeah, wh like why don't we let's start go to there. square one like what what is this for those that don't know because so let's be honest some people like a, a some people just session. listen to the podcast chris amazingly yeah i think they follow probably follow us on social so they've, they've seen You're what's right. going on most do um, but what is this so this was like uh a long time well what is it two years ago now yep we uh we got a message from one of our uh listeners yes and uh he's a fan of the show and he had heard us talking to uh gosh who was it valkyrie with the valkyrie episodes is what it was yes remember the valkyrie not the yes. valkyrie run that's the Jesse uh Robust. nope nope um, it's the 356 who went on every single continent including antarctica Yes, Valkyrie and we were just team, we were pining about how amazing that is, yep. and I went, you know, one of my all-time dreams is to go on the Peking to Paris rally. Right, I I want to do that. I think it would be incredible. And we were talking about how to make it happen. And damn, if I still wouldn't love to do that. Oh right? yeah, what what would vehicle would you take, Jake? Peking to Paris rally. <sighs> Here it has to be vintage, but it has to be capable. Um, I mean, honestly, I would love to take a 911 no no nope. okay no. not a 911 no nope. all right too, what, too, what are you thinking easy. you'd take some mercedes too expensive you? no you're gonna take a mercedes uh-uh not a mercedes keep guessing we'll see if you get to it how about something pre-war like an old like rolls oh, i think that would be really cool there's a lot of those on that yeah but we don't have the money for that no, realistic. We, we, we can't afford it. I mean, we Not don't have the money you. to go to the peaking onto the peaking to Paris. <laughs> that's, true, that's true. That's so, true. So, like, what are we talking about? Okay, so it, it's it's an eight thousand seven hundred mile drive from Paris right. to Peking, China, which is basically coast to coast from Europe, Asia, all the way across the whole thing through Turkey, Istanbul, yeah, like, like Mongolia. Don't yeah, Mongolia is the big like rough part. Yeah, it, like it is quite rough. Big um, mountains over there. Turns out. Car I would choose. Yes. A Volkswagen Rabbit. Why? I know those cars like the back of my hand. Like, okay. truly. I know yes. I can take a Rabbit apart with my eyes closed. Even though I haven't had one really in 10 years, I could still do it. I've owned more of those than anything else. What about By parts far. availability? Not a problem. You don't they think don't so? Break. In the middle nope. of Mongolia? You're going to find Dude, an alternator? Dude, there's no parts available. Oh, well, we should drive a pre-war Rolls Royce because That's you can get true. parts for those true. in Mongolia. Okay. Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, we could take a Volkswagen Rabbit and we could build it from nothing to, like, every single part in that thing is brand new. Like, everything. Rebuild the yeah. motor, suspension, brakes, 
can do everything <laughs> and have like spares for 15 grand, 20 grand. Sure. Yeah. And it would I, be a brand new Volkswagen Rabbit. And I'm is thinking that you cool would probably. Enough? Of course. I think rabbits are cool. You don't like rabbits? Yeah. I'm just like, you look at the cars that go on the peaking to Paris, Chris. You say we can't afford it. Part of the reason we can't afford it is because the cars that enter, there's it's it's a different level, right? It's very broad. Okay. It's very broad. Like guys take Beatles. Yeah. Why I would suppose. you why would you consider a like that any different than a rabbit? Okay. I guess I'm hung up on the pre war Bentley now that I want to take or rolls. Yeah, with a big supercharger on the front yeah. that costs yeah. five or six hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. even to like yeah. obtain a one where the wood is all rotten and it needs an entire new coach system. Yeah. Built. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Don't, Ooh, don't buy the a 40 acres. Buy the car. A Morgan three-wheeler. Absolutely not. I would yes. not do that with you. I wouldn't. That, that, <laughs> there was a who did it. Who did it in the rain? Was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was one of the like guys a, we talked to. Yeah. He did it in the rain. And with him, that's he was it was pure misery. Oh, yeah. That's I the mean, kind of martyrdom I don't know. I need a roof. <laughs> I need a yeah, but it's Come basically on, it's a step up from a motorcycle still. Well, I don't want to be within two steps of a motorcycle. So <laughs> okay. even if it's a step up from one, I'm still within one you foot be, of yeah, a motorcycle. Gotta still, I think okay, a Volkswagen Rabbit would be perfect. I do. Okay, I could see. Or that. I could. Or see at this that. point, now with the connections with our with our guests later, like Bow, maybe an E30 would be a good choice. Yeah. Although I think a front wheel drive car in these situations does better than a rear wheel drive car, and mm. like like terrain that's kind of tough right i could see that yeah. yeah yeah or you swap over like the gulf country no i don't synchro want a synchro situation system. yeah no chance definitely gonna break down 100 <laughs> percent. there's no way that, that doesn't break down we could do a volkswagen rabbit probably do like a canadian turbo diesel uh -huh. so it's a mechanically and oh, all that really bums you out doesn't it yeah i don't like diesels yeah but Period. even in this situation where it's like reliability and power that would issue. be good that would be good Fuel. I mean, this is all just good on okay. fuel. This is such different. A pipe this is endurance, anyways. Yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> it, but here's I'm the just thing. saying, if you're gonna dream, dream bigger. Yeah, I mean, why don't we just take a Panos Esperante Lamal car and Ooh. just fly? Um, that, speaking of it being just a dream and something we could never do, right? So I get this message in our inbox, Chris. Tell me how much you think the Peking to Paris rally would cost. I'll pay for it. Yeah. And I kind of went, what? Like, like you what? don't believe a message. Like I don't. That. I don't believe him because I, I do the math, and I first of all I do the math. And I'm like, not including the or maybe it was including the car for what we would do, which I think was I was thinking a rabbit or an old Mercedes diesel or something, yeah, something like that. Which I mean, honestly, an old Mercedes, Mercedes diesel would diesel. be a pretty good. I choice. have to agree with you there, just because they're so prevalent there. Yeah, Everywhere. absolutely. Even not, yeah, it would have to be the diesel. Back in the day, you could have maybe gotten away with a gas one, but but not anymore. Anyway, so I started thinking about a car, and I think I came up with around eighty thousand dollars. Is what I thought was like bare minimum. It's going to cost eighty grand to do this. Yeah. And uh, the guy whose name was Eric Augustine. Yeah. He said, "Okay, let's figure it out." Yeah. And I and I and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like it's just like what real. is this and, yeah and of course i'm like i'm like i'm like why you know yeah. first of all i said why yes and um we gotta have to have eric on at some point but he tells me that uh eric eric tells me he's like i have cancer yeah uh, i'm not gonna make it and i'm trying to i'm trying to do things you know and i think when you get to that point in your life 
you just start to reflect and you have a lot of self-reflection about what you want to do and, and what you have done and what the fruits of your life are going to be and what they are and, and what they stand for. So this is one of the things he decided to do with, right. with what he thought was his, his last moments on earth. Absolutely. Turns out Eric is still with us. Which, which is amazing. Amazing. Thank God. He's still so with awesome. us. He loves coming to the rally and he's still around. And uh, anyway, so. But was like, we didn't go I, to the Peking to Paris. We did not, as you know, because I am. Uh, I would have talked about that, turns out. <laughs> By the way, we went. <laughs> it, wasn't it crazy? We, it was great. Yeah, we was didn't great. tell anyone. Didn't break down. Didn't take a single photo. We just really wanted to live in the moment. It was amazing. No, so we went. Uh, we decided. I, so I tell you, Jake. I go, Jake, you're not going to believe this. Right. And I go, you're right. I don't believe it. I'm like, no, no, it's a uh, scam. <laughs> and all of a sudden I go, if I do this. Yeah. If we do this. Right. Because it was going to be us. It would be incredibly selfish. Agreed. I remember even I thought, talking I thought, to my wife about this and being like, I'm going to have to take two months off. Or like, uh, you know. Not even that. I'm just, I'm talking in terms of. Right, but like you, like yes, why do I right. deserve this? Like, wh- wh- what have I done? What, why do I deserve this? What, and like, what is the 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 term is opportunity cost, right? So, like, we have all this money that we could do. What else could we do exactly with this? So, money? what else can we do with this money? So, the first year, we we used the money. We just uh, not that much. It was money, seed money. It was, less. It was seed it was money. Se- we yes. used that money to basically. Fund- we accepted much less, by the way. Yeah, much, much. I just didn't feel comfortable. I, no. I just, I'm very careful, and I, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm very careful about this type of thing. I, I'm very bootstraps kind of guy, right? You know, right. I, I want to prove that things can be done without any help. I don't ask for help on my cars. I, to a fault, I suffer. <laughs> we right? Don't get paid for this. <laughs> yeah, could have had a have. big payday, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, could have had a big payday, could have done a trip. But I, I just, I said, how can we do this better? And we basically took some of that money and yep. we dumped it back into Overcrest to make Overcrest better. Right. The rally yeah. mainly, right? Correct. So the, if, yep. if you saw, like, if you look at the difference between, like, that was around Utah time. Correct. Around yeah. that, that period of time. And we took that money and we said, how can we make Overcrest better? Because one of the things Eric loved is he loved Overcrest and what we stood for with the mission. exploring the yep. mission statement that we have. And we said, okay, how can we use this money then to... To, to make things better utah we made utah as good as we possibly could and use that as like uh i mean utah became seared as the foundation of what overcrest will continue to be right and how it grows the a big step right it's it a was big the step. launching point for what's next and eric is like you know quintessential in that there's a lot of things we couldn't have done without eric 100 for sure with without question and then once we get on to like idaho and we have partners coming on yep. and Overcrest is like cool, right? And, you know, Overcrest is cool. So then partners want to come on board and give us money to be part of Overcrest because they believe in our mission statement. We believe in theirs. We find good partners to work with. And I go, Eric, we don't necessarily need the same type of help, but he still wants right. to help. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, at this point he's in, he's in chemotherapy. We don't really know what's happening. Right. And uh, we're kind of, we're in this meet, one of these Overcrest meetings and, I, I think we need to, yeah, we need to explain maybe what our concern was at this time, right? So there's a lot of interest in the Overcrest Rally, which is amazing. Like, we're thank- yeah, we need so to thank everyone. Yeah, so humbled by that. Everyone. The amount of gratitude I have? Yeah. 
I, I can't even. Right. I we can't even imagine everyone who's interested and wants to support us and wants to be a part of this. But our concern was like we because of the Overcrest rally, because of the places we go, because of what it is, we can only take a certain amount of people. Otherwise, it becomes something totally different. Right. Yeah. It's it, yeah that, too. But it's also if you look at everybody that comes on the rally is extremely blessed, not because they get to come. Because they can come. Right, exactly. Right? It's, and so we were we were struggling at this time to try to figure out a way to make it more inclusive. You know, like mm-hmm. how do we share the magic that people get when they when it clicks, when you're in the middle of nowhere and you drove thousands of miles in your old car and it suddenly clicks why you do this, right? The amount of times I've heard people say overcrest rally changed my life. Overcrest rally changed my life. I'm I it's it changed my life forever. We hear it all the time, and uh, and that's not a brag. It's just no the it, the, the moments that people have. But okay, so we're in this meeting, and yeah. we're trying to figure out like what can we do, you know? And and we weren't really thinking about the like money or anything like that. We were just mm-hmm. thinking, well, how can we how can we give back? Like, what can we do to like figure this out? And and kudos to Matt Crook, who's who works with us a lot. Yep, um, from Ten Percent or Bust, one of my one of my very good and best friends. He says, "What if we do like a scholarship?" What if we what if we give away a, 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 a give away a car, give away an experience to somebody? And it was just like holy shit. Ideas have you ever seen like ideas, the yeah. yeah, you remember like you see like a like a three D animation through somebody's brain when they when they feel something <laughs> good or whatever, and it's just like all the, the neurons and everything are just yeah, or cracking lighting, away. Lighting, have you ever lit steel wool on fire? Yeah, and it just starts spreading just, and Yeah, that's it what just happened. does that thing. That's what it was. And we we came to the overcrest we didn't really have a name for it but we're like we want to give this experience to somebody because like i said everybody that comes is blessed because they can and there's a lot of people who can't that that would benefit from this and how do we bring more eyes onto our our mantra too of take the car experience things do things that are way out of your comfort zone you know all these different things and that is how the overcrest uh free ride the eric augustine free ride scholarship was formed Eric helped with this. So some of his money helped start this program. Correct. And uh, we cannot thank him enough for believing in us. Uh, It's, it's been incredible having, having that help and, and being able to go from here's some seed money to Mm -hmm. let's instead, because we've done well, turn that into something that we can give to someone else. And then of course we're, we're auctioning the car off to charity to the 43 Institute. Exactly. And like, we're just making it, we're making it entirely charitable, the whole program. Like no, we're not taking a single dime, nothing. Nope. Lots of time and money and expenditure has been put into this by the boys over at like bow and us and stance works is helping promote this and our other partners and bring a trailers involved and shieldman seats and CSF cooling, all these people coming together it's to awesome. make this possible for we'll get to it. We'll get to we'll get to who's winning. First, I want to have on Byron and Khalil. Okay. They're the ones that are building the Overcrest free ride car. Very which cool. is an E which is like a 89 BMW 325 IS E30 chassis and that designates right. the years that it was, you know, yeah. cars all have different numbers and doodads well, and whatever. generations. Yes. <clears throat> different chassis designations so it can be it's like that's e30 is the internal model code ch- chassis Just designation like there's nine there's e9000 there's there's all kinds there's not e9 and then they broke it there's they went definitely to not things. an e9000 
There could be. If I was in marketing, I would do E9003. That was over nine thousand. That's 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 what I would do. Anyway, I wanted to I wanted to bring on the guys, and we're going to talk about um, the car that we ended up not using, and talk about Ooh, like what, yeah, because there's up been with a that. there's been a process. We own, we, own, we own two cars right now. We actually we own four. Overcrest yeah, owns four. We own the van, uh-huh. the the brown scholarship car, which is going up on bring a trailer. No, at the some scouting point car, not scholarship. Scouting. So, scout. Sorry, scouting car. And then mystery car that we'll talk about with mystery Mike car Bound. one, <laughs> mystery car one, and then the E30, which is what we ended up uh, settling Correct. on. So yes. let's bring on. But uh, before, before we that. get to it, yeah. Speaking of the E30 and our partners, I want to talk about CSF Cooling because they are an awesome partner of ours, and they want to help us out on the podcast as well. And we want to spread the word because it really is awesome. So CF as CSF Cooling has always been kind of at the forefront of quality products they're fair price with a rich history stretching over seven decades you know we did yeah, we, this whole interview with ravi from csf and it's you know what three or four generations back and they provide the Incredible. best high performance and oem plus cooling systems on the market today they offer over three thousand different cooling applications for the most popular makes and models from classic copper and brass radiators for land cruisers they still make, you know, for Jeeps, Datsuns that still use brass to like the vintage 80s Mercedes, BMW, Audi and Porsche platforms all the way up to, of course, all the new vehicles. Um, yeah, check out their expanding classic series lineup for that stuff. And I think what's kind of most notable and you know exciting that the copper and brass ones are way better than aluminum. Copper and brass are just like is it the thermal leaps. properties? thermal properties yeah, yeah but that makes sense they're weak but back mm. in the day you like there's a um they're weak like they're all brazed together right, right? they're not like tig welded together they're right. brazed with brass sure. that's why you had radiator shops all over the place right because you place can just in downtown minneapolis you know what the name of the place is what radiator repair that's what it is there's no like bob's <laughs> radiator repair tom's radiator not a repair. whole lot of creativity there <laughs> no 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 i'm they've probably been around, around about as long as csf has from yeah. the look of the building yeah. and going in there absolutely so csf really cool most actually notable and exciting for us personally is their offering of air-cooled 911 products that's coming out i know yeah yeah so. after rensport they're going to be having some yep. really cool products coming yeah. out for so, porsche folks Check them out at csfrace.com or, of course, on Instagram. Um, and speaking of Rensport, they will be out at Rensport Reunion later this month. And they'll be on the Overcrest Rally next month as well with their CSF 911, which we didn't even get which to talk about on the interview. But insane. Yeah. an amazing, crazy car. So very cool. For 10 out of guys. 10 level, that thing is out of this world. Yeah, absolutely wild. Um, also... Chris, you know what else is out of this world and very cool? Petrolbox, which is a yes. monthly service made specifically for the automotive enthusiast. Each month, they select items, including tools, detailing supplies, apparel, garage gear, stickers. I'm surprised we're not one of us isn't wearing a Petrolbox shirt right now. It's almost because my whole you always closet. get a shirt. It's always awesome. I like the one this year, this month, the yellow Jerry can yeah. guy. It's like drive what you love. Very cool yep. stuff. Very cool. Like it's stuff you want to wear and want to use when it comes to the tools. It's really cool. There's two different levels to choose from. Petrobox Basic costs less than 20 bucks a month. Petrobox Premium gets even more gear for $39.95. So check those guys out at mypetrolbox.com. And, of course, you can use the code OVERCREST. That gets you $6 off. All right. Let's talk to Byron and Khalil. What's going on, guys? How are you? Yo, we're finally so, back in, in business again. You're back in business again. What do you mean back in business again? 
Uh, we just went to Australia with Mike. Our, yeah, I went to man. Australia. Khalil decided to get sick right before we went. Yeah, but, uh, COVID was I nice. just got back on Saturday. So. Yeah, but you got to walk your cat, so at least there's that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I got a quality father-son time for a couple weeks. So. <laughs> Little man literally has a, a cat that he can walk. That's, that's <laughs> I'm not sure how that what that makes you as an, as an individual person. It was Superior. great when we would walk them together. Especially carrying a box full of Twinkies, right? <laughs> Dude, uh, that's a lot. I just had another one, and I'm not kidding. There's like 148 left. There's. Oh, I sent these guys. Uh, I felt bad. I don't remember why I felt bad, but when I feel bad about something, oh, it's because of the Audi. I felt bad because of the Audi, so I sent them like 10 boxes of Twinkies. It's a lot of Twinkies. I thought you sent them because I'm from Philadelphia, and somewhere around there's you know. The that's where Twinkies, Twinkies are made. Really? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what is like bow? What does that what does that mean? I'm I'm I don't know what that is without looking it up. Uh, so it's like lightweight construction in German. Uh, it's because we mostly work on German cars, uh, but we do we like Lotus and the philosophy of Lotus and everything lightweight engineering for it. Sure. So we took a bit of Lotus and a bit of uh, German combined them. Okay, where do you, where do you guys come from? Where's your history with cars? I think it's. And then he went and worked on Porsches. Uh, no. <laughs> I thought you worked on Porsches. I thought no, you were like a... We don't like, talk about that. <laughs> oh, we oh, I did. I did. So, no, I originally started off... Uh, I thought it was like a repressed memory. Holy no, shit. No, it, it is. I try, to, I try to hide all the sad things in my life. Uh, no. Uh, I started off at a Toyota dealership because it was down the street from my house. And okay. um, that was while I was still at school. But also after school, I'd go work on... Work at a dealership. Just like easy apprentice. Like literally just oil changes and everything yeah sweep the floor um, yeah exactly uh wax on, I was wax there off. For, yeah i was there for a tiny bit then moved to california and then you know finally got the big boy like head mechanic job and dove into like all the big the engine swaps the rebuilds the transmission all the you know big projects or mostly you know maintenance and stuff like that so okay that's okay my what about you byron where did you start out uh so i bought an e30 for my first car and couldn't afford to pay someone else to fix it, so I started fixing it myself. Um, That's how a lot of this starts out, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had always worked on cars. Uh, my dad was in the boats, but all of his friends were in the cars, so I'd help them out with cars. Um, one of his friends had a dragster shop that I kind of grew up in, um, but had a job working on cars since I was 15. I would get driven to my first uh, first car job because I couldn't. I didn't have a license yet. Yeah. So, and you avoided working on the boats. Uh, I did some, but yeah, avoided it for the most part. Dude, boats are awful, man. Boats are absolutely awful. Every time I own a boat, it's just like there's I had a, less space on a boat than there is in a car. Right. I know. Like there's a there's a guy by me that restores offshore racing boats. Yeah, that's and he had this big like 27 foot Magnum or something like that, or maybe it was some big Donzi. Mm -hmm. And because I'm 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 like compact, he's like, hey, dude, I need you to crawl all the way up into the bow of this boat and i need you to take this little cutting wheel he's going to pull the deck off the top of the boat to restore the boat and i need you to cut the like off the stringers i got stuck like up in the bow of this dude boats are awful just inhale boats. fiberglass yeah. and stuff it's oh dude i'm yeah i'm in the in enclosed space it's a little cutting wheel like cutting oh dude yeah, no that was boats my entire are no. childhood my yeah, dad no. was like you're small you can fit in this hole so <laughs> <laughs> all right so like the uh the scholarship car has been quite a journey. I, I can't, first of all, I can't thank you guys enough for helping us out with this. It's like such a great, oh, of course. it's a great story and a great cause. Yeah, it's and such a great cause. 
Yeah, and uh, giving that opportunity to somebody is, is going to be great. And thank you guys for for doing it, for working on the car. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. we, I know we haven't made it easy for you because we, first <laughs> yeah. thing we, we've, yeah. everybody now knows that it's an E30, which is which is awesome. We can talk about that in a second. Gotcha. But the uh, the first car we brought you, um, which I thought was going to be a great idea because I know Mike is working on an Audi, and you guys were kind of like yeah. helping rebuild the motor. And I'm like, I'll bring him another Audi. So we found like an Audi 4000 and I dropped it off and uh, thoughts on that idea? Well, the Audi, it's got a running issue and it's CIS. So it's annoying to diagnose in the first place, but yeah. everything we've checked on the CIS has been working perfectly fine and it still has a running issue. So yeah, it was, it's something that we can fix eventually, but how much time we're going to dedicate to it. And then you're still yeah. an Audi Plus video. sticking somebody in that car and having them drive around. Well, that was Oregon. the other, the other yeah, issue exactly. is you end up, uh, you know, 16 hours from the shop. And then if the CIS happens to mess up again and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. Now we're just stranded the Audis in Oregon. Cool, but they're really tough to get parts for. There's not. Yeah, I, did, I noticed that. Companies cause that I... have it, even like specialized German car companies, they don't carry parts for Audis. So, yeah, FCP Euro, I thought I thought for sure. That I was like, oh yeah, it'll be no problem. These two, yeah, no the parts are impossible. They had There's a nothing. bushing, a single bushing yeah. for it. That was cool. Yeah, nothing against FPP, <laughs> but they have an amazing selection of everything. Yeah. But for the Audi, it was like we get rear brake rotors. We couldn't get the fronts. Uh, we could get like strut mounts, no shocks. It was like barely anything available for it. So, yeah. so I got a phone call from Byron. Hey, dude, I found a car because you and Mike both called me, Mike Burrows, and we're like, uh, maybe not with the Audi you guys both were trying to talk me out of it and I gave it I said all right we'll start looking and then I'd like two days later Byron calls me dude car tell me about the the E30 that you guys found yeah so it was a quick one. both of us kind of specialize on E30s just because they're great cars we both have them uh I've had multiple E30s and it's something that we really know so I was thinking of what would be a good car for the rally for like a car that someone would want to drive a car that's going to be reliable a car that we can fix on the road if need be and it just kept coming back to like E30 or E28. And E30 is a bit more of a fun car to drive in a rally. Um, so yeah. I was just browsing Craigslist and one had gotten posted that day. And it seemed like a good deal. So I called you up and was just like, hey, you want me to go look at this? Because they're going to go quick out here in California. So Yeah, it was it was cheap. It was really, really well priced. I think it needed Yeah, it was a, a surprising deal. The guy was super nice. Uh, he worked at a parts store. So yeah. he had replaced a bunch of parts himself. Uh, and... There's a couple things that it needed, but it was all just old car things. The car is 30 years old at this point. Yeah, um, right. so, difference, though, is that FCP Euro has everything. Yeah, FCP right? had everything for it. That, yeah, that and We, we put together a massive list. We have a couple of very large boxes at the shop full of parts for yeah. it right now. Yeah, I like that. So the and thing's off getting paint right now. It'll probably be back in your hands in a couple days. Yep. And uh, so brand new paint and all kinds of stuff done to it with uh, mechanical restoration. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough drive. for, for yeah. doing all that work. It's gonna it's gonna drive one. It's gonna look really good. It's gonna drive really good, and then that chassis has like really nice OEM plus upgrades, where it'll just make the car feel a little bit better without, you know, you're not putting any crazy race car parts on it. You just put an E36 yeah. rack in an E30, and it bolts right up. You know, stuff like that where yeah. it's like OEM plus, but it just makes it drive that next step just like really nice it's just connected mm -hmm. so yeah just improve everything like 25 percent, just make it that much more fun to yeah. drive yeah so i think we're probably gonna have to make like white e30 t-shirts or something I hey there he is hey. mr jake i uh we, we started early and i, I forgot about you jake hey 
I'm sorry. Boy. Uh, That's all right. Only if I'm looking up. We were just talking shit about Audi and how hard they are to find parts for and how much better the E30 is going to be for somebody to drive. Yeah, yeah, it, it really will. And you guys have a ton of experience with BMWs and E30s in general. Yeah, yeah. we both own them. So. Yeah, we've been working on BMWs nearly exclusively for the past like six and a half years. What makes the E30 platform so special? Like, What, what do our scholarship winners have to look forward to? Uh, it's just such a great all-around car. I'd say it's the oldest BMW you can go that still feels modern, uh, but it's got the classic looks on it. It it still feels a bit old, but it doesn't feel like you're driving an old car. It doesn't feel just weird and different. Like everything is the same as a new car. It's just old. Um, but they've got good engines. They like to rev. They handle really well. They're relatively lightweight for what they are. Um, yeah, and it's just it does everything well. Yeah, it That's has awesome. that a. Uh... You know, like everyone, <clears throat> it comes to an old car and then everything gets romanticized and it's like the feeling and all that stuff. But it's like, it is one of those things of like when you hop in an E30 and it, it actually is like, oh, it does feel special. And I, I'm not even the type of person to romanticize anything like that. Khalil avoided an E30 for so long. Yeah. And then we finally <laughs> found one for him. Yeah. And he was like, all right, like if you can find a good deal, I'll yeah. take one. It's like, I had to be black an early model. <laughs> I had to be very cheap. And I was like, you know what, fine, because I've owned everything else other than that, but I don't know why I was against it. And finally, like, after driving I found cars, one that day that he finally yeah. agreed to it, yeah. and we went and bought it, and it's his favorite car now. Yeah. Is it one of those things where you just didn't want to do what everybody else said was good? Probably, yeah. And uh, I, I don't even know what it was. Like, my, my favorite BMWs, and I love E36s. I've got two of them. It's, like, my favorite car. But getting the E30 and just, like, driving that, I'm like, I love this thing. And now I'm like to the point of like, I love it so much. I don't, I don't drive it every day. Cause I'm paranoid about, you know, anything bad happening. So I take it out every weekend and I'm like, every time I'm like, I love this car. It's so much fun. It's just yeah. There's the, there's that constant contrast of, um, and I did this a lot with my nine 11. I drove it a lot and I still do, but not as much. Mm. I drove it every day, all yeah. summer long. I would yeah. take it on all these road trips and it's a special car. But it became, because I was driving it all the time, the best feeling to get from that car was in the spring here. Everything yeah. thaws out. The salt is gone. You go get in that car the first time after driving some shitty winter, winter beater. You guys don't know what this is like. Well, you <laughs> yeah. might. From, no, from I did. Now. We did. We did know what that was you like. You did know. But it's been, so a, you don't it's have been to like a that. decade. We're of... smart enough to move away from that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, I can't man. wait to I'm hug trying. you every day, Chris. Let's go. Oh, that's almost, oh, I might have to sell my dynamo every day. That's fine. I could you don't need a not, No one needs a lineup. It's fine. Just I could sell it and move out tomorrow. There, so if only there were some cars you could get instead of a 911, Chris. A lot. Yeah. So many. You could come here and just look at all the other 911s, like he was saying, you know, every Saturday morning. It's fine. So these two, these two guys right here, Jake, yeah. this is the group text I was on. Oh. When I when the motor blew up in the Mercedes, we were in the Overcrest Rally chat where we're talking about the scholarship car and the rally and stuff like that. And the car blew up, and which one of you two guys goes S fifty two swap it? <laughs> oh man, I don't remember which one of you guys it was. It was kind and of. And a week later, I had an S fifty full of water. Yeah, that's probably the best thing you're gonna do with that car. <laughs> I like to make slightly joking suggestions to friends whenever they're asking about engine swaps, and for some reason, they always go through with it afterwards. Yeah, so. <laughs> I thought you were it's gonna been, say he's the only one stupid enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like oh this would be cool and you latched onto it yeah it, 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 it will. will be cool eventually it, it's, and it's gonna super easy right you're having no problems fitting it in there 
Oh, dude, it's such a nightmare. The the oil pan. The, the, so when I, I didn't realize. So the first thing I did is when I got the motor home, the, the S50, is I measured it. Right. I measured the width. Like, I'm like, this thing is exactly the same size yeah. as the Mercedes that came out, like physically. But I didn't realize that BMW had canned the engine like 35 degrees. Oh, it's yeah. On its which side, means. Yeah. Which means it's an absolute shit show to fit. It does not fit. It doesn't fit. I would have been better off trying to fit a V8 in there. Would have been easier. Yeah, but like then you'd be market. another guy with an LS. Well, I wouldn't have done an LS because I don't want to be another guy with an LS. Exactly. Um, yeah. It, it, there's no. So speaking of which, swap though, is as hard as it yeah, can be. the LS swap into the scholarship E30. How's that going, guys? Yeah, it's going great. <laughs> it's going to be a short no. trip, that's for sure. We <laughs> no, no, we're keeping it as, yeah. I think, it seems like it's going to be absolutely dialed in, but it's going to be pure to the E30 experience, which yeah. I think is going to be it's phenomenal. IS to start with, which is great. They came with sport seats, which are changing, uh, but they came with limited <laughs> slips. It had the better engine that revs up higher, yeah. makes a bit more horsepower. Um, they came with like I, slightly. I thought the IS just had a limited slip, and that was the only difference. There's other. Is the motors different? No, the, the engine's the same as the 325i, but the, oh, okay. the cars they came with basket weaves instead of the bottle caps, which are half an inch wider. It's a big yeah. difference. Yep. Uh, slightly stiffer springs, slightly stiffer sway bars. They all came with limited slips in the back, and they had the front lip and the rear spoiler. And Ricardo's. And typically, the ISs were optioned out. Yeah, and and the seats that are in those things are some of the best seats. Yeah. Like yeah, OEM seats. Yeah, this one, um, someone had taken the sport seats out of them. Out of the yeah, car. that's okay. We got some so. Shieldmans going well, in there. Yeah, we got some awesome, super comfy. Nice new fabric. It's got to be mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, fantastic. The car's going to look as good as it's going to drive. And that's like, you know, it's important for, especially for the experience, because they're not just driving yeah. in a car that's, you know, drives nice, but still looks drag. You know, it's yeah, yeah. overall, it's going to be like a fun experience. And at the end of the day, when it's up for charity, it's a really good looking car. Yeah, having something like that appeal in in terms of thinking of something going to auction, it's got to appeal to a broad range of people. And so there's, there's, there's there's choices and things that I would love to do yeah. that you just can't do because it's going to go to auction someday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, But it's luckily like that's right at the moment. That's like the biggest pop culture iconic car. Is yeah. Literally the E30 at it's, the moment. It's tough to drive Other than an Porsche 911. Yeah. Just because of the amount of dudes that'll stop you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like Definitely the the, the Porsche thing is kind of like fading a little bit. I hope. Yeah. yeah. People realize no, I feel like the special. just the love affair is going down. <laughs> we like giving Chris a hard time on his car. Yeah. Well, now hey, you guys just fair, have to. Yours sounds awesome and drives great, and you drive the crap out of it. So. Yeah. We just have to convince Mike to drive it. He's been refusing to drive it. Oh really? <laughs> Mike will not drive my car. He won't. That's funny. He, he will not. He will not drive. We have to work on that. He doesn't yeah. want to fall in love with it. I, I think that's it. I think that's truly what it is. I think he's. I think he's scared. He will like it. <laughs> yeah, but then it's fine because he he'll look at the prices and be like, ah, never mind. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably too. All right, guys. I I thanks for coming on and hanging out with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for spending time on that scholarship car. Everybody, go uh, go in the show notes and give Like Bow Works some love. Give him a follow and. Um, take all your broke ass BMWs over to their shop to have them <laughs> fixed if, if you want. That's what we're here for. All right. Take care, guys. See you guys. See you, man. Yeah. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. Many thanks to Byron and Khalil for coming on to talk about that. I'm glad we ended up with an E30. I remember I got a call <laughs> and they're just like, guys, yeah. maybe. And then, yeah. Maybe well, not. Yeah. Yeah. May, may, maybe not. Maybe not this Audi thing. That... So, who gets to drive this, Chris? Who is coming out? 
on the Eric Augustin free ride. Who's giving the free uh, ride? All right. I- I'm going to play the audio for this first, and then we'll right. announce. And what is. is this audio? So, of course, this was an yep. application process, just like any scholarship would be for you know education or anything else. And we got we got a ton of really heartfelt tough, stories. Man. It was and tough. It was you know, tough. And it was really all about the story because we got a lot of like – got a lot of them where someone was saying hey i've got stage four cancer this is the last thing i want to do but the, right. but but at the same time that would that was all there was and you know i, I was looking for something that was just a, a really good story yeah go ahead right and so yeah like there were a lot of sad stories and a lot of people that it was have hard gone through a lot and when we when we talked to our winner here and we're gonna we're gonna read or have read his application, so you kind of kind of understand why we chose him. But when we talked to him and said like it's you, his his expression and I guess his reaction was I think telling. It goes, there has to be someone out there that had it worse than me, mm-hmm. but that's not what it was about. Because there were people that certainly had worse circumstances or others. Sure. But what it was, it was his attitude. It's his attitude and a story of perseverance and a story of personal generosity and sacrifice. That's what it was really about for me. Yeah. So let's hear his application. Let's let's hear from. uh, We can give his name. Let's hear from Israel Vega, better known as Izzy. My name is Israel Vega, but everyone calls me Izzy. I was born premature. The doctors didn't think I would survive. Due to this, I had many health conditions growing up including a hole in my heart, and later being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Most of my young life was spent in and out of the hospital. At the age of four, my parents separated, causing me and my brothers to be moved down to Yuma, Arizona. Shortly after moving, my youngest brother Levi had passed away, leaving our family sad and disheartened. At this time, we would move in with our grandparents, and after a few rough years, we were finally able to buy our own home, Then, at the age of ten, my hips began causing me intolerable pain. I was rushed to the hospital and was diagnosed with bilateral hip dysplasia. The only course of action was surgery that included pins being embedded into the joint and socket of the hips. This left me wheelchair-bound for just over a year. One year of not being able to walk, hang out with friends, or just enjoy the life of a normal child. Through this, I remained optimistic believing I've always been this way, one to look at the bright side of things. I was determined to walk again, but not without months of excruciatingly painful physical therapy. Things finally began to feel normal again, or so I thought. In reality, the medical bills put my mother in a financial hole in which she had no way to dig herself out of. I've always been interested in ways that make money, whether it was making or selling bracelets at school which apparently is a no-no, to selling my prized Bakugan collection or convincing my brother to help me pick up old railroad spikes at the train tracks behind our house to take to the scrapyard. Another (laughs) no-no. Even through great effort, our family lost our home due to medical expenses and the housing crisis in 2008, causing us to live with our grandparents again. Now, age 13, we were visiting our father for the summer, This allowed me to learn how to work on cars at his body shop. Late in the month of July of that summer, our mother called, telling us that now we would be living with our dad from now on, 
since, unbeknownst to us, she was dealing with her own health conditions. In that 30-minute phone call, our friends, school, and really the life we had known was gone. A million thoughts ran through my mind. We weren't supposed to stay. We were just visiting. I wondered why this was happening. I remained optimistic, as I saw this as a new adventure-slash-opportunity. We now lived in Warland, Wyoming, a town with a population of less than 5,000. The beginning of that school year was tough. My brother was starting his first year of high school, and I was entering the seventh grade. We were going to be in separate schools for the first time, but it didn't take long before we found our rhythm. We made new friends and began helping our dad at his body shop after school. I don't believe anything has ever made me as excited as working on cars. I was hooked. It wasn't all sunshine, though, as I continued to grow despite what doctors expected. Growing over a foot had now caused issues with the pins in my hips. Now I had to repeat the process of surgery, being wheelchair-bound for a second time. But before I knew it, I was in physical therapy, learning to walk again for the third time in my life. Now it was my first year of high school, and I was able to get my hardship license, which allowed me to drive myself to school. It was at this time my uncle gifted me a 65 Volkswagen Beetle, and I was determined to make it as cool as possible. So, naturally, I cut off the roof and got rid of the fenders. <laughs> I had made it my own with custom headlights, taillights, exhaust, and a set of torque thrust wheels. I painted it black with red scallops. It was on this VW that I honed my bodywork and painting skills. I poured my anger at life being unfair, the tears of not seeing my mother in years, into this project. I've always remained optimistic that things would get better, and from my experience, that is true. I figured after my second surgery that I wouldn't let anything hold me back. I focused my attention and energy towards the automotive industry, looking to start another project. I convinced my dad to let me fix up his 68 F100. It was lowered with a faded purple paint job that had been sitting out in a field by our house for around ten years. Coincidentally, it was the pickup he had built when he and my mother were still together. With that, I set out to restore it to its former glory, from getting it running to sanding it down and repainting it purple. My shop teacher was impressed with the interesting vehicles that I... Just to, just want to pause this for a second. Shop class? Yeah. Incredible. Honestly, I know. shop class. It was... Yeah. It, there's been many, many interviews that we've had where things started in shop class for people. Just saying, shop class. I don't know if that's offered in a lot of schools anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I showed up in that clearly stood out to him in a parking lot full of three-quarter-ton pickups with horse trailers. <laughs> he suggested that I join Skills USA, which I did. Though they didn't offer the high school option for bodywork and paint, I entered the mechanic class, where I placed third at state. I guess there's not too much competition in the state with the lowest population. Still, <laughs> I was proud of my accomplishment, determined to get better. I graduated high school and decided to do my own thing, going all in and renting a single bay in a shop outside of town. I spent the little money I did have on tools and equipment. I offered services at half the going rate of other local shops to drum up business. I was able to get by the stress of not knowing when the next job would come or how I was going to pay lights, rent, and heat. 
I remained persistent. Knowing I had not yet faced a challenge I could not overcome. Two years later, I was in a better place, and everything was going well, staying busy at my shop with customer cars and personal projects. My next project was a drag car for me and my brother that we could race at the new drag strip in Grable, Wyoming. We found a ratty 68 Corvette with a four-speed and built a 383 stroker to drop in it. In that car, we had endless fun, but I knew we could go faster. So <laughs> we shoehorned in a supercharged big block, and now we were really ready to go to the races. Then COVID happened. As my older brother finished his last year in college, he set out to help our grandparents, who had recently moved to Oregon, with our grandpa's health declining, knowing it would be a lot for our grandma to handle, as she was still working full-time. We knew we had to help, for all the things they'd done for us. I shut the shop down for some time so I could make my way out there and be with him. Some say it was the medicine that helped our grandpa get better, but I say it was my well-timed jokes and can-do attitude that made the difference. It was time to come home, as I said goodbye to my grandparents and brother, it was hard getting back to work with all that had happened, but I was comforted in knowing my brother was with them. A year later, my mother also moved to Oregon to be with our grandparents as well. With my brother not enjoying the work he was doing, I asked if he would like to come work at my shop with me. I had recently started selling some classic cars, knowing his computer skills would be a great help, and that's what we did. From selling a 70 Nova to a guy out of Kentucky to selling a Pontiac Catalina to a lady in Virginia. All the way to selling a 61 Corvair wagon to Matt's off-road recovery. It was a surreal experience to sell a car to a major YouTuber. That's when we came across Bring a Trailer and had the perfect car to auction off, an original 1963.5 Ford Falcon Sprint boasting a number matching 260 V8 at a four-speed. The auction went so well, we listed a 67 Volkswagen Beetle Baja Bug that I had just finished building. Through my entire life, it seems to be one thing after another, but I've never let that get into my head. Because, yes, life is hard, but if you can focus on the good things and stay resilient in the hard times, things will always get better. Even though I know my struggles aren't over and I will have to undergo surgery once more, I stay optimistic about my future. As I sit here writing this, I think of my older brother. He is the one who insisted I apply for this, seeing everything I've been through, when in all reality I believe he has been the one that has had the harder time, because while I had many struggles to overcome, he has always been with me. I've always been given much attention because of my medical needs. He never once complained that he couldn't do or have something because of me. With that, I hope you consider us. We are the kind of individuals who believe in if you can look up, you can get up. Les Brown. Hmm. It's hard to talk after that, especially that last yeah. bit, you know? Um, the humility there. Yeah, so that's Izzy Vega, and his brother you know he referenced the, there is Antonio uh, you know, Vega. What the word that comes up the most, and that is, I stayed optimistic. Right. I mean, how many times does he say that there? I, I've been through some, Dude, some weird shit that I, I didn't stay optimistic at all. I was just gonna <laughs> I say, I didn't stay optimistic yeah. at all. It was no, like that's hard as shit. That's unique. 
It is. It's unique. It's very unique. It's special, and it should be celebrated. We cannot wait for you, Izzy, to come drive on the Overcrest Rally with us. Um, I'm I'm really excited. We've the flights are all booked. Everything's everything's yep. all dialed in. Um, it's yeah, gonna be awesome. I'm, I'm Him really and his brother Antonio it. are coming out there. I, they're, <laughs> they're gonna, gonna have drive an awesome around time. that E30. I can't wait yep. for everyone to meet them too. Like it's yeah, gonna be. They're awesome. super kind. Yeah, they'll be out. Th- so if you're coming on the rally, make sure you say hello to those guys. I'm I'm sure everybody will. Um, yeah, that's the that's the story of the of the free ride scholarship that from A to Z, and now you got to somewhat meet. By the way. If you were listening to that and it sounded a lot like my book that I wrote, <laughs> that's because it's the same narrator yeah. that wrote my book. I didn't want to put the pressure on on Izzy to 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 read all that and everything. Um, that, those were his words, narrated by um, Eric Jason Martin, the the narrator of my book. He did a, he did a great job with that as well. Um, yeah, that, Jake. Anything else? Anything else you want to comment on this? No, I mean, I just, again, thanks to, you know, our partners on the rally and through the scholarship yeah. program that made it happen. Of course, thank you huge to Eric Augustin, the namesake of the free ride scholarship program. Yeah. It's it's going to be awesome. Um, as we mentioned, after after we give this experience to Izzy and, you know, we're we're going to we're going to try to share that experience with other people, too, and, you know, be able to post that up so you guys can see how yeah, special we'll try it was. document this. Um, but everybody can see it because we want it all to continue being paid forward. The car then is going to be auctioned off on bring a trailer after the rally. And all of those proceeds are going to go to the 43 Institute, which was, uh, the Ken block kind of memoriam foundation. So charity. Yeah. It's, it is a really cool thing that I'm really proud that we're putting together and doing me too. And, uh, you know, none of this is meant to be self-serving as far as us, like, talking about it. But we yeah. wanted people to know what's going on, right? And it's yeah, it's spread, really cool. Spread the cheer, guys. Spread the cheer. Do good things. Put it back out in the world if you can. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. be a mirror for those good things. Put everything back out there if you can. All right, that's it, guys. We, next week, we will be talking to Mike Burroughs. Ooh. So we're going to talk about everything Australia, uh, where things are going from here, where they came from. Uh, I kind of probed with some tougher questions. Uh, we'll okay. see. Uh, the interview's done. It went really, really good. I know his episode's coming out soon, so I don't want to preempt him with overcrest episodes with the story of all this. Sure. Um, we'll let him. We'll let him yeah. tell his story. So and Mike then, uh, of Stanceworks. Mike Burroughs from Stanceworks is coming on, and we'll find out what car he's actually bringing on the rally too. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I'm we'll, excited. We'll, we'll find that out. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Take care. <laughs>